Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go. So today our guest is Sergei. He is an Ukrainian entrepreneur, founder of Beverly English, where he's on a mission to help entrepreneurs with their international career with uh, business through coaching in English. Hi, Sergei. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Very welcome. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Let's start with a bit of background. Okay. So as long as I remember myself, I was always trying to be different. You know, so in my early 20s, instead of pursuing like a classic career path, I decided to actually try doing something on my own. And actually, I had one job where I was working as a support team member. And after that, I, I went on this journey of entrepreneurship. We, I found a dude who was also of the same mindset, trying to do things on our own. So we started actually developing this idea that maybe we could do the e-commerce business targeting American customers from Ukraine, which in 2012 was such a wild idea because venture funds, being able to accept payments, even calling to the United States, mm. and, you know, was so such a such a a tall task and we didn't know anything about it but still decided to try and uh, it actually worked we were bootstrapping for three years i borrowed like twelve thousand dollars from a friend <laughs> who sold a garage <laughs> <laughs> he's actually he was he's my uh yeah, he's, he was he's my classmate, so he believed in. The you know, US. that's uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you, but it just hit me like because you have those U.S. Uh, kind of a startup stories. Like we worked through my garage, and you like I sold the garage. Yeah, he sold the garage, <laughs> and <laughs> to to give me this this twelve twelve thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, and owing to him, his name is Ivan. Ivan, hi, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> owing to him, we were able to start uh, this entire journey. And I think three or four years, we were just trying to make our um, ends meet, you know, in terms of mm. not dying as a startup. We, we had like maybe three to six people on board, um, in addition to uh, countless freelancers, because we were doing mm. uh, digital content, we were producing content and selling it. So, and yeah, but I think in 2017, we, we realized that we couldn't, we can't do it on our own anymore. So we tapped into, you know, this uh, unknown area of looking for investments. Mm. And I think the entire summer of 2017, we were just trying to find people who had money. You know, we were trying to <laughs> understand how the people who got money look like. <laughs> and and we and it was it was such a such a such a challenge at hand, but we got lucky. You know, they say that luck is just a number of attempts you take. So sooner or later, if you if you persevere. If you have enough willpower, uh, you know, you'll get lucky. So we got lucky mm. on people who not only brought, not only invested money, but also invested the smart money with their expertise 
And from 2017 to 2019, I was a part of this big corporation. So when I say part of big, big corporation, I mean, they were, we were doing everything. We were sold like the, the, uh, the stock, like we were basically mm-hmm. not in control of our business anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, it was an, an unparalleled, unparalleled experience working with these people. But in 2019, due to the uh, kind of discourse and the, uh, the, the heat I had with uh, my co-founder. So I built mm-hmm. everything I'm saying I built with a co-founder named Eugene. And uh, it, just turned, it, it just happened this way that he had a little bit more equity than I did because I did, decided to sell a small portion of my equity to investors because I needed to, I had some personal issues to, to cover, I mean, to take care of. And based on that, he was able mm. to kind of join forces with in- investors. He was not content with what I brought to the table, apparently. And mm. that was the story where I was kind of asked to leave. <laughs> politely. <laughs> yes, politely. So I, basically the same story, similar to Steve Jobs, who was fired from his own company. I was fired from my own company. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a good parallel I can draw with Steve Jobs in this respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now, 2019, uh, from 2019 to 2021, I tried to do a startup, tried to build an online uh, school, uh, English school for kids in China. Okay. So. Following this idea that I need, that I got to do something different. I didn't want, so uh, investors, like they proposed me to take on a project, a different project. I I declined. I decided to do something on my own. So I decided to build this uh, school, digital online online English school. It didn't work. Although I I did go to China, had an experience there. Also great experience that uh, I don't regret. It was beautiful. Mm. But again, like, and then just took me uh, two more years to like understand what I really want in my life. Mm. Finally, now I'm 32 years old with war and everything. It just took me to this place of realization that I can be helpful by sharing my experience, create content and help entrepreneurs, help business people, help top managers with their career, with their business, all in English, Mm. you know? So that's the main part. Plus, it's there's a lot of personal development uh, integrated in this thing because people are afraid to speak English sometimes. Mm-hmm. Similarly, like you are afraid to do business globally. So mm-hmm. I think you can you can basically kill two birds with one stone mm-hmm. by tapping into international business and learn the business and uh, you know have some mentor or coach that teaches you things you know, in English. So mm-hmm. it's like learning business, but not learning it in your native tongue, but learning it in English. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm, I really, I try to understand what the best ways to do that. So we do some individual trainings, some corporate trainings, help people to prepare for a web summit, for example, mm-hmm. or uh, build a uh, customer care department that would really put the customer in the center of the universe and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So Still try to find this uh, silver, like perfect, perfect balance. But it, it, right now, jack of all trades, probably what I can say about me. Yeah. Sorry for a long answer. <laughs> no, no, no worries at all. No, that's definitely, I can absolutely see what you're doing now. And I looked at your website and I was actually, I thought, oh, that's, I mean, it's so 
simple. There are moments that I haven't seen that. And maybe it does exist. Maybe other people do that, but it depends also on how they frame it because it's not just, like you said, it's not just, you know, just teaching the language, but also the doing business in that language. And that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing at all. For example, like, and also that barrier that you mentioned, like you study, I'm sure, like I, I was in Ukraine in 2021 last time and a huge pop- majority of the population, especially young people, they study English at school and they actually have good English, but it's different. Like, even if like I went out of school with great notes, great marks in English, and then I started working with English people in England and different regions of England. And I was on the phone, like putting the phone down going, what the hell did I just hear? I didn't understand the word because, <laughs> you know, they speak quick. They have accents. They're using words that, you know, you study English with uh, books that were written 15, 20 years ago, most of the time. And language is live. And I have the same, like, um, for example, like I speak Russian as well, but I, I rarely use it. So the level of my Russian is uh, left like some 20 years ago when I was little. And, and now if I start talking to people, I'm struggling because like I'm daily using French and English and I'm, I'm like some alien speaking, I guess. And now I'm learning Ukrainian and I actually understand more than 90% when, you know, I listen to TV and news and people and interviews and songs and I understand pretty much like there's very, very tiny part that I don't understand. And I usually I can make it up because, you know, I understand the rest of the 99%. But I have such a like block on talking. I, I just, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't even like I had the same with French, so I'm sure I'll get over it at some point. But it's definitely something. And especially with um, Ukraine now, I think like has definitely sadly for, for that horrible reason, but it has put itself on a map like I don't think ever anybody else is going to go like people did when I was growing up. They would go, where are you from? I'm like, Crimea. Oh, Russia. It's like, nah, no. <laughs> and I don't think that's going to happen again. So like people are going to be investing and doing business with Ukraine and definitely something like what you're doing. I uh, can definitely see the point and the sense in that. And also um, for yourself, that, that's, I, I feel very like you went on trying to teach kids uh, in China, which kind of, uh, at least to me, it, it gives that idea that you're looking for something that's not just profitable, but gives you that personal satisfaction of I'm doing a good thing. Yeah, you, you you nailed it. Absolutely. I think the alignment that every entrepreneur should make is like find something that speaks to what they want to change, maybe bring to the world, something that mm. they truly believe in, and then do through product or service. But mm. I think especially it happened to me at 30, 31, 32 years old, I started thinking that I really want to bring value to the world. And right now it seems like such a perfect fit for me. Mm. A lot of Ukrainians are re-identifying themselves right now. Mm. And I think this has this war has served as a wake-up call for all of us to understand, like, do we really want to lead the life that's not ours? Mm. Wasting time. So I truly believe that people should be happy now. They're not mm. They're not in chase. We shouldn't chase this goal, objective, KPI. Like, my, our investors told us, like, hey, KPIs, objectives, just you have to achieve them with whatever meant possible. That's not mm. my approach. I believe that you have to enjoy yourself, like bring, serve other people. And just this will bring you the utmost, utmost satisfaction and fulfillment. Yeah, definitely. And I, I completely agree. It, it's almost like like the success and the results, they, they, they are the side effects 
of Absolutely. when you do something that you that love. You love. Yeah. 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 How did you come up with the name Beverly English? Why that? I have a funny story, actually. This, <laughs> this name was Beverly English was we come up with it with this chain. I had another partner, actually, a Chinese partner, and it also didn't work out. <laughs> I know what's that with me and partners, but they, they, my partnerships just don't uh, don't gel well. But he <laughs> offered this name. We were trying to go uh, with something that would like this, give this instantaneous association with with uh, prosperous uh, mm -hmm, prosperity. Mm -hmm. And we okay. both watched Beverly Hills. Um, okay. nine zero two one or something you remember this show right yeah i was a fan of uh, like brandon or whoever i don't know so and i, <laughs> I felt like since i've never been to any english-speaking country this is what people are can't understand like eh? i've never been to any english-speaking country ever in my life everyone's oh, like yeah. asks like how, how in the world did you learn language you know it's all possible <laughs> <laughs> and you just have to want it, uh, you know, enough. And that, the Beverly Hills, this show was basically something that we, we threw, uh, we looked through the lenses of, you know, prosperity mm -hmm. and happiness. Or, and, and this is for Beverly English. But I, I have this thing with the names. I actually wear a t-shirt uh, mm. that's got this motto, be yourself. I have a couple of these t-shirts. And I like to put on reminders mm -hmm. of, the, of things that I truly believe in. Yeah, that, that's where I, I think that people really have to take some time and think of the name of their mm. uh, brand. Because it's, it's really important because you associate yourself with something. It should be something that speaks to your heart, something mm. that manifests your real desires and beliefs you know definitely and um, i mean that, that's kind of how and why i got into naming and names and and then ultimately domains as you know that um brand name on the internet because like i've always been fascinated with um etymology and, and words in general and and now that i'm learning ukrainian that there's so much the the difference you can see like if you compare the etymology of a word that means the same thing in different languages. It gives you so much about the feeling and the experience that people have in that culture, actually. It, it, it really, like, I'm not going to, because we're going to talk for five hours if I go yeah. into examples. But you, you, I'm sure you know what I mean. You, you, you take, you know, one word, translate it into different languages, look at how those people and what they associate with the same word which, you know, if you just rely on the dictionary translation, you're going to go, oh, okay, so that's that in that language. And then it gives you an idea of, of the people. And it's the, the same thing with names. And we do that, I guess, like when we name a child, you know, when, when, oh. when people name their child, they're like, okay, so we like you start thinking, you know, don't just go, oh, okay, that name is okay. You know, you think like, how is it going to affect their life? And what what do I want to 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 express? And like people have different ways. Like sometimes they they'll be you know um, trying to live out something that like they didn't have. Like I've always wanted to be called it. They didn't call me that. I'm gonna call my kid that. Or they you know they think okay, so that's gonna be a good name for whatever. Then I imagine her or him doing whatever. So, but there is some care and idea put into that. And there's like numerous studies that uh, what your name is affects um, you know how you do in life. And and we don't do that, or many people don't do that with their business, which is just crazy. Like, uh, yeah, I, so I don't get it. Some people just uh, select the name which 
which will aid their uh, SEO rankings. For example, they don't care about yeah. branding, but they care yeah. about the shortcut to acquiring traffic, right? Sure, yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's a popular reason, but I think the simpler, the shorter, the better, at least to mm. me. That's my, yeah, my view of this uh, process. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think my, my advice to people is usually to just like, if, if you can just take it seriously, that's already a great first step. To start thinking about it seriously, talk to people, do some research, just just that as well. Oh, that alone is already something. It's already better than I'll just start, I'll get that because it's valuable. <laughs> no. yeah. You mentioned customer care and experience um, on your website and you mentioned you have a experience with with that um and and some like strong opinions on that talk to me about that a bit i think that customer service starts with love at least, at least it should start with love and we got so many unfortunately we got so many customer service departments because you do know that we have plenty of companies that you know that work uh, with american and english-speaking mm-hmm. Uh, clients yet yet still this notion that you give first and you 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 have to satisfy you know this customer satisfaction thing is yet not ingrained part of of the business mm. where i see um my value here is is just understand that like help people understand that you're not there to get them the person pay you get there mm. to build a relationship, a win-win type of partnership with the person so that they get from you something they will and they would want to come back, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, since I built, actually these areas were my core areas when we were building our e-commerce business. So I was in charge mm. of customer support department, sales department, and I also worked with copywriters. And we were actually forced to not force, but we were we were told by investors that right now you have to just make revenue. Just mm. that's your your key objective, right? Don't care about anything else. Because of that, the the support of our customers was was really like not the best. It could mm. not the way it could be. And um, if I have a chance to help people like formulate these uh, scripts, formulate this just understanding and i really just invest into their understanding that they're there to serve right mm. at, at least if the the business is about that like want to be perceived as a customer first service so mm. every time when some business approached me and says hey can you work with our customer service department i ask a question like what's your main thing mm. what what are you about guys because if you're mm-hmm. about driving revenue, then maybe this could be a problem for us because we'll have to hire more customer support representatives mm-hmm. to be able to like uh, support all the all the magnitudes and everything. So there's something that should be first understood on the on the executive level so mm-hmm. that it could could work then later in 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 uh, lower departments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's it's um, I'm going to draw a parallel here with domain names because, uh, like you just said, if somebody approaches you and they go, okay, like what can you do with our customer department, uh, customer care, et cetera, et cetera, and your first thought is, you know, what what are you trying to achieve? Because if yeah. you're looking for you know just uh, 
make more money, cut more expenses quick, that's definitely not the way to go. And the way to know that or the sort of a company that would actually understand that is a company that has long term goals. Like if somebody is thinking, I need to make more money quick, quick, quick now, now, now to, you know, please my investors, sell my company, get an exit and go on the Bahamas or I don't know. Then, yeah, I mean, you, you, you don't care about your customer experience because you're not going to be there in five years or maybe three even like you're actually aiming not to be there, you know, that long. And if you're thinking about, I'm going to build a business that I want to be a great business. I want it to be there even like after me and I want people to be happy and grow with it and, and recommend it. Then, yeah, absolutely. It makes sense to invest in customer service, regardless of, you know, how it's going to affect your profit now. That's just so well put. I like this concept of infinite games. Have you heard of it? Simon Sinek is one of the role models I follow. He he speaks about this concept of finite versus infinite games. Mm-hmm. And a lot of business people think that they're in finite games. They try to get more revenue, more people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bigger offices, as if someone's competing with them in this department. Mm-hmm. However, no one's competing with them, right? So basically, just as learning the language or like um, building lasting relationships, building business is a lifetime pursuit, right? Mm. Just as you said, you want to leave something when you're gone. Mm. And, and, And customer care is all about this something that people would spread across without even you. Because you can't measure like great like care. You can't measure it. Just like you can't measure like the relationships you have. My wife loves me enough or I mean, like she loves yeah. me more or what? So it's, well, it's the, the thing is the same with customer care. The funny thing is it's easier to measure the ones that are not happy because they're going to go and complain like exactly yeah. the same as, you know, <laughs> wife that's not happy. You're going to hear about that. But the happy ones, it's like, they're going to say, they're going to tell, they're going to tell their friends and everything, but you just can't measure it. That, mm. That's why we're living in this, still living in this Jack Welch type of business making where people measure everything and they feel like they're, they're not successful if what they mm. can measure is not good enough for them. But there are mm. a lot of different things that are measurable that also bring mm. so much value. But still, you have to measure things, but you don't have to be like over obsessed about numbers. And this is is the power. I think this is a very powerful idea, which is so far-fetched for Ukraine still. You understand? Because in the United Mm -hmm. States, they understand like leadership studies and uh, the human behind business is something that Mm -hmm. people understand and reckon with. Here, we still look at numbers. Here, we still fire people. We don't sit with them. We don't talk to them. Like, why are you underperforming and stuff like that? Mm. So I think we should be, we should remember that we are human in addition to to business people, right? So. Mm, Absolutely. And how how do you, or how can you help um, companies in terms of, we mentioned like the English learning along with all the the, the relevant uh, behavior and, and tools that you can give. Uh, also the customer service, which kind of is entangled uh, one way or another. Just talk to me a bit more about like who are the companies that can benefit from your service and how can you help? We like right now. I'm I'm not hiding something about me that I'm not hiding hiding anything right now. I'm just starting, so it's still mm-hmm. this 
this space where I understand who's my customer, but mm-hmm. <laughs> with people who I already work with, entrepreneurs who need to prepare for crucial negotiations or people who need to public to, to prepare for public speaking, for example, in English, mm-hmm. uh, this is something. HR managers who need to present their business, they want to do it in a concise and beautiful manner. So I, I create, I, I, as I said, I, I have individual classes and I also have this group classes. But right now I'm actually uh, developing a course for people uh, called Elevator Pitch. Mm-hmm. So the idea of Elevator Pitch is that you are you are, you can you kind of you get 30 seconds in an elevator and there's mm. someone who can invest in your company or uh hire you or whatever and you need to deliver an efficient presentation in like mm. 30 seconds so i'm really excited about this idea to help as many people as possible to be themselves while presenting like and asking for something like presenting mm-hmm. their idea because if you fake who you truly are to get for example investments or to get to the position of your dreams or to close the deal mm-hmm. sooner or later there's yeah. gonna be a price so yeah. i think understanding you can stand out by just uncovering your your true self is such a powerful idea Mm. And we're all we're all unique. We're all beautiful in our you know own way. And I just want to since I don't know if I'm already there, if I <laughs> understood myself or discovered myself, because this authenticity thing is so big in the United States. Everyone wants to be authentic, but it's easier said than done. So it's and I think that this course could be something that that will help. Uh, not only people, but me, you know, mm. so every single time you practice presenting yourself or presenting your business, it kind of it kind of becomes a part of your DNA. And it's mm. so much easier to walk through life, understanding who you are and what are your values, because with every questionable situation or challenge, you can lean on your values mm. and then not, not have these, these uh, uh, kind of uh, regrets. So I'm super Definitely. excited about this product, but it's, the service part of things is also that I wouldn't get super energized just working with people is that just my cup of tea. I like mm. being in presence of people who, who know what they want, you know, mm. and this is where I come, can, come, can, can come in handy. I can, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very well happy about it because I, I feel there is a huge market, and especially again, we keep coming back to um, the the way I see Ukraine in in the future, and you're gonna have a lot of people and a lot of companies and a lot of brands that are gonna have to open up to that Western market and and doing it in English, it's obviously you know the the way to go. And I've already even like um, on smart branding, we were doing a list of um, Ukrainian brands and just to present them and to people and uh, to support them. And we have a list of like over hundred brands and I'm I'm telling you, it was actually surprising to me that huge part of them don't have their presentation in English at all, or it's not like well done. And and they're great brands. Like the, the quality is just ridiculous. I've ordered some stuff myself and I've recommended it to like everyone, but like as much as I recommend something and that's something 
honestly like go and talk to those people all of them and, and like help them with their presence because like as much as i recommend it to people you know they go on the website they can't find stuff descriptions and everything in english and and like the, those businesses they're they're cutting their possibilities to grow and to expand are you talking of, of tech, tech companies or uh, traditional uh like different domains the list the 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 list we did was all over the spectrum different companies okay but in particular like the 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 detailed sort of introduction we did was more like a fashion and those type of a brands where people can go and buy something now because the idea was yeah. we want to highlight brands that people can act on go and you know buy something to to support them now yeah we we have a lot of manufacturers here and they definitely need to have mm. a presentation in English because so many yeah. people around the world want to support Ukraine mm. and uh, support entrepreneurs coming from Ukraine. So there's definitely yeah. a possibility, a potential there. Definitely. Um, and yeah, now that we're kind of touching on that, how how is the entrepreneurial scene in Ukraine? How was it before the war and how is it, how are people holding up now? Well, I can speak to tech companies, mm-hmm. about tech companies only because uh, obviously I'm in, I'm in tech. We have dozens of companies that achieved worldwide acknowledgement, like Mongo, tools for um, your Mac. We have Ajax systems. It's a house security system. We have uh, BetterMe is the Ukrainian company that's actually bidding Apple sort of ratings for most downloaded apps in the United States for supporting your health and everything. So we, we have dozens of companies. And I think that entrepreneurs here, they want to challenge and they wanted, wanted to challenge the status quo. They wanted to prove something to themselves and they wanted to represent Ukraine as this startup nation. And now post, as we're in war, it, it's even more, even mm. more. We have the thirst, this un- unbelievable desire to let the world know that that we can we can do some amazing, amazing things here. We have incredibly talented uh, tech professionalists, like uh, engineers here. We have incredible ideas that are implemented. You know, so it's 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 been shaping up pretty well before war. And I think we're gonna ha- we're gonna see even. Uh, more, more cool companies now and going further. Mm, definitely. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I'm looking forward to it. Kind of want to be part of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you what's one thing about you that you feel like people would be surprised to hear that people wouldn't know. And you already said that you haven't been to an English speaking country, which like kind of falls right there. Is there anything else that like is shareable that you feel people would be surprised with? Well, I think that overall, as Ukrainians, we're still not in this place where we are willing to talk about our deepest fears or maybe reveal some secrets. On the personal level, I had some struggles with some substances, you know, so and uh, I actually realized when I converted my stock and I first saw like this fortune right this mm. so much money i've never ever seen in my life and i started to live the life that i thought i would always want. i always mm. wanted uh, that i thought i always wanted and unfortunately you know money can buy you happiness i don't know if that's <laughs> something that 
<laughs> uh, that will be interesting for your audience. It, it's kind of obvious, but you know, before you live through it, you understand mm. that the first thing that you should do in your life is make meaning and contribute into something bigger than yourself in alignment with your values. Mm. Before I understand that, like before I understood that, like I was trying to like entertain myself and just uh, engage in self-indulgence and everything. And it just didn't work. And I had mm. problems, some addiction issue that I'm fine, that I finally put to bed. And I only I actually a big, a large part of it that I was able to do it is understand like is finding who I truly are. Am. Because mm. if you lead the life of someone else, these problems, unfortunately, can kick in. You can mm. because you're not getting the energy, you're not getting this fulfillment. Although you could be a high paying professional, you could be uh, running business, you know, you can be wearing student tie, driving a luxurious car. But mm. this uh, this um, state of depression, unfortunately, can 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 be something that you will go through at any point with any. Mm. So. Um, so you got, you got, you have to be in line with, with, uh, yourself really, you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't, don't live someone else's life because it could lead you to depression. Because a lot of people get up in the morning and they hate their job. Mm -hmm. They just need yeah. to build, pay the bills. So when I, when I work with a, a youngsters who want to I help them prepare, prepare for job interviews in mm -hmm. international companies, I actually ask them, like, is this something that you really want to do? You know, yeah. before we get there, I can help you to say the right words. I can help yeah. be eloquent. But is this something that you really, really want? Because you don't want to spend two, four, five years of your life just doing something that you, you don't really want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Definitely. I can totally <laughs> relate to that. Yeah. I had a, um, well, I had, I have a friend not, not that close, but still we, we met and she was working in an international company with like really brilliant job, something that was like way uh, over the, you know, average pay and whatever. And, and she wasn't like, she, she was not happy. She had depressive moments, issues like with um, her diet and everything. And it was like, and I was working on some other projects and somehow we ended up talking and it turns out that she actually hated her job basically. And she wanted to do something that she didn't feel she could make money with. Like she, she wanted to like uh, work with kids and help them on like uh, how to eat healthy and all that stuff. And she had done like in her spare time, all of those courses and classes to help herself first. And then, you know, she wanted, and eventually I'm very happy for her that she ended up, you know, taking that risk and dropping that job and going and doing that as a project. And it worked out, but it's, it's a, it's a risk and people are scared and people are nervous, but like, especially for young people, I, I would say like anybody listening, just go for it. Honestly, you know, I've, I've done stupid things and I have four kids and I have, you know, taken my bags and moved to another country. And that's not an easy thing to do. Like if you, you know, if if you don't even have that, you're just like on your own, honestly, like, yeah, taking the, the, the risk of, you know, you, you can always get that shitty job again, you know, if all else fails. <laughs> you can always uh, make your resume look good. Some people won't even yeah. notice that you, <laughs> you were doing something different for two years. So this, yeah. uh, you know, what Zelensky is uh, extremely good at? 
in this in this art of persuasion, in this art mm. of communicating his truth. Absolutely. If you yeah. can communicate your truth confidently enough, you know, you'll get the shitty job back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm happy for your friend, actually, because that's uh, that's uh, a really brave thing to do. I think I think the courage, you know, the, the courage is not not being afraid of anything. Courage is being afraid by do but doing it doing anyway. It and I think that more people just have to give them this chance to to live the life that they deserve. Wonderful. Yeah, let's let's end on that positive note. Last thing, where can people reach you? Yeah, so uh, I have Instagram. I have a website. So uh, probably the Instagram would be the way to find me and just get familiarized with uh, my content and what 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 value I can bring to the table. So Instagram or the website. Wonderful. Yeah, we'll include that in the description. Thank you very much, Sergey. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you, Tatiana. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.